Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hello again, listeners. It's Trish Hammond here from Transforming Bodies. And today um, I've got uh, the lovely Dr. Bruce Williamson, who's from Skin Smart Medical Services, and they are based in Sydney. And he's um, got the Lumeca IPL. And we're going to talk about that today because it's um, it's an IPL machine, but it's, as he says, a really good IPL. So we're going to find out what it is and what he uses it for and get a bit of a rundown on it. So welcome. Thank you, Trish. Thank- nice to have uh, for you to have me on. Yeah, lovely. Thank you so much for joining us today. So tell us, I know that um, the Lameca is an IPL, so it's this, it's faster results or something. Tell us, like, what makes it so, why do you okay. love it so much? <laughs> right. Well, first off, it's part of a platform, um, an in-mode device. So it's a platform device. So it's added onto a platform that can also have radio frequency microneedling and radio frequency bulk heating and various things there. So it makes it quite a versatile piece of equipment because it can be added on or got as a basic thing and then that platform added onto later. So that's a really good thing. And um, the Invasics platform's got some very good advantages. But Lumeca as an IPL, um, I've had three IPL machines now, and this is far and away the best machine I've, I've had. Uh, as I tell my patients, it's what I consider IPL always should have been, but never quite was with the previous um, machines that I've had. So from a practical point of view, what it means to patients is when they ask me how many treatments it's going to take, I used to say three to five treatments with IPL, and now I say one to three, um, because you get such great pickup in the pigment with this um, that you get an excellent result with as, as little as kind of like two to three treatments. Wow. And so what? So why? when would someone have an IPL? Because like, say, for example, myself, I've got a Fitzpatrick 4, so I shy away from anything like IPL or laser. Absolutely. And and you've got to be careful. Anything over Fitzpatrick 3, as you know, you've got to be quite careful with any of these. Though the Lumeca has two filters. It has a 515 nanometer standard filter, which I use, or standard head, which I use for most of my patients. But it also has a 580 nanometer uh, cutoff filter, which you can use on quite dark skins. And we've treated some kind of dark type 3s, um, Asian skin with freckles, that type of thing, um, with great success with that. So it is versatile, but I, uh, with your skin, I'd have to have a look and see how dark you are because obviously, as you say, you've got to be more careful. But what they, they've done with Lameca is they've optimized the xenon flash tube to produce a lot more of the energy in the visible light spectrum, particularly the, the green to yellow part of the spectrum, 500 to 600 nanometers, and they've reduced the amount of bulk heat that is produced by the flash. So IPLs and or xenon flash tubes have a certain spectrum with some of the light in the visual part of the spectrum, but also some in the near infrared. And there's usually a cutoff um, filter around 1200, 1150, 1200 nanometers to cut out the, the far infrared. But most IPLs still produce a fair bit of near infrared, which it, it comes across as bulk heating. And that's dis- uncomfortable for the patient and produces the more of the swelling and the redness. Whereas this machine's been optimized so that most of the energy is in the visible spectrum. So you get great pickup in pigment and in the redness that you're trying to treat but a lot less of the bulk heating so the total power that you need to use is less and the the pain for the or discomfort for the patient is less there's less swelling less redness afterwards they cut, recover more quickly so so that's the first thing with it the other thing they've done with Lameca is they've made the pulses very short um, and the short pulses enable you to select out pigment more easily um, and and basically, once again, confer less general heating into the skin. So for both of those reasons, it's a very comfortable, very effective IPL. 
Okay. And and so, you know, like just, just back to what someone would use an IPL for because like I, yep. I'm so not um, up yep. with IPLs because it's not, it's not my thing. But you, sure. can, you can do it for rejuvenation. Well, well, basically what they say about IPL is it's jack of all trades and master of none in as much as you can treat pigment, redness, general rejuvenation, and it won't do each of those things quite as well as, a, as an individual laser. So I always divide my... Um, these kind of laser treatments into what I into two parts. What I call spot hunting, which is where I treat individual brown marks or red blood vessels or warts or sebaceous glands with the appropriate type of laser. But I'm only treating those particular lesions, and sometimes people need that. But then if I want to go to what I call a global treatment, where I just treat the whole face, then I'll usually in my fair skin people use an IPL, use my IPL. And the beauty of it is that even though it's, as I say, jack of all trades, master of none, most people have a little bit of everything. They have some pigment, they have some redness, and they have some dullness from the sun. Mm-hmm. So IPL treats the pigment, settles the redness, and gives them a bit of a plump and a glow, a general rejuvenation. And because my background is skin cancer, most of my patients are, are Fitzpatrick one or two. Um, and so IPL is an excellent, and, and being on the northern beaches, some damaged Fitzpatrick one or two. So most of my patients fit that mold of needing some pigment, some redness settled, um, some general rejuvenation, all without any downtime. And that's where the IPL comes in. Yeah, right. And so, you know, you were saying it's part of another platform. Yeah. In mode. What what else goes with Like what else okay. is in with Okay, in mode it? is a radio frequency platform. So mm-hmm. um, with on, on that platform, you can have radio frequency bulk heating. So what they call former for the face or plus for the body, which is heating the skin, bulk heating the skin with radio frequency, um, which is uh, effective for um, tightening of the skin and uh, basically around the, the jowls and those areas or tightening of areas on the stomach. They also have radio frequency um, microneedling where we use a little electrode array of insulated needles which goes into the skin and then a current is passed between them. So we get intense heating at the pins, the points of the needles and then some bulk heating in between. So that's very good for tightening, for acne scarring, for general textural rejuvenation. And then when you can combine that with Lumeca, which is a complexion treatment, looking at the red and brown discoloration, you can get very effective treatments. And we do a lot of combination treatments with Lumeca as well, where we'll do the Lumeca first and then we'll do a Fractora after, excuse me, after that um, to both treat the pigment and also treat the skin texture in that way. So in other words, you like the um, the Lumeca will be the IPL version and the Fractora is like the laser version. So it's yeah, like combining kind of, the yeah. IPL with laser. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's the similarities between radio frequency microneedling and something like fractionated laser. The difference being, though, that a laser will burn from the top down. So most of the impact of the laser will be in the epidermis and the surface, and you'll have a, a small, a, a lessening degree of penetration of the skin as the beam goes in. Whereas with the needles, we're kind of injecting radio frequency under the skin, if you like. So most of the time with Fractora, we use an insulated needle, which is insulated for most of its length, the two and a half millimeters, and then live for the last last half millimeter. So as we push that under the skin and pass the current, there's very little ablation of the surface of the skin, but we get heating down underneath the skin where we stimulate collagen. So the advantage of that is we have less downtime than a fractionated laser, but we get more deeper collagen stimulation. So there's there's horses for courses, and I certainly do a lot of fractionated CO2 lasering as well, but that has more downtime associated with it, which unfortunately can be a deal breaker for some people. Yeah, of course. I've got, so when you say a bit, do you mean like um, a week's downtime or two weeks yeah. or just a couple of days? With the, or? with the fractionated CO2 laser that I use, we normally get somewhere between um, uh, 
five, three to seven days of downtime. And I mean, I divide my downtime into, into two types, what I call real downtime, which is where you have a visceral effect on the other person. In other words, they look at you and take yeah. a deep breath and don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and in which case you really can't go out in public very much because you have an effect on other people. Yeah. And then what I call social downtime, which is settling pinkness, where if you ran into a friend in the street, they might say, oh, what have you been up to? And you don't want to answer that question. So the real downtime with CO2 is, is anywhere from three to five days usually. And that's because of swelling. Um, whereas with the Fractora, you get maybe it's two to three days of downtime, you get less swelling and there's less surface ablation. Um, so the downtime's not as high. Yep. And what about with IPL? Is there any dime, downtime? Very little downtime at all. I mean, this machine, as I say, because there's very little bulk heating, we don't get a lot of swelling with the machine. Um, you do get darkening of the pigment. Um, but that's really not to the point of being downtime, and that can certainly be, you know, covered with makeup. Um, as one of my patients said a few day, a few years ago, she was out having coffee with a friend after the IPL, and the friend thought she had the chocolate from the cappuccino on her face. So just a little sprinkling of darkening and things. I thought that was quite a good analogy. Yeah. So it's not really a, what I would class as downtime. Um, yeah, it might be a little bit of social downtime, but you get darkening of the pigment. And we like to see that because that shows that the pigment's picked up some of the energy and we're likely to get a good result. And it's working. So is this like, because um, like it's really hard for people to, that don't really understand to know that the IPL is not really a laser, it's the intense pulse light. Intense pulse light. The difference is that IPL, the light is generated by a flash tube rather than a laser cavity. And so the light is uh, is um, uh, polychromatic, so there's more than one wavelength. So usually with IPLs, there's a spectrum from somewhere in the green through to the near infrared. And depending on the filter we're using, it weights that more one way or another. So that means that we get varying depths of um, of penetration of the different wavelengths and pickups. Whereas when we use a laser, it's a single color of light. It's monochromatic and the beam is collimated. So it's shooting straight down into the skin. Having said all of that, this IPL, Lumeca, is much more laser-like than the pre previous IPLs I've had. Because of this optimized spectrum, as I say, where a lot more of the energy is in that sweet spot of 500 to 600 nanometers, the visual light spectrum where most of our lasers were, um, and then because of the short pulse widths, which is something you normally only find in lasers and not so much in IPLs. So this laser, this IPL actually performs a lot like a vascular laser um, in my hands, um, even though it is technically an IPL and not a laser. But they both work on the same principles. So, um, yeah, I, I don't tend to make that distinction as um, as much as some people do. Yeah. So. So, so basically, if it was because um, I have a lot of um, girlfriends who've got, uh, and I, I count myself lucky that I don't. I've got the European skin, so I don't have, but have this. But you know, like around the decolletage, where you get really kind of old looking, um, and it gets all marked and all that sort of thing. Is that the sort of thing that IPL will treat? Absolutely, IPL is really it's a complexion treatment, as I say, rather than a resurfacing or texture treatment. Mm -hmm. So it's great for evening out the the sun damage marks, the brown discoloration, the redness. Um, the what we call poikiloderma, which occurs on the sides of the neck, which is that kind of reddy brown, sun damaged chicken skin almost look that occurs on the sides of the neck there, um, and that's the, very good for addressing those kind of um, concerns. So what it won't do though is address the deeper wrinkles um, and lining and things like that, which where you need more of a collagen stimulation treatment, like a fractionated laser or like the radio frequency microneedling that's also on the on the InMode platform.
Okay. So if someone says to me, oh, what can I, because normally um, my girlfriend say, what can I do about my decolletage? And I'm like, nothing, just wear sunblock. But you can actually do something about it. You Absolutely. Can make we, it better. We use the IPL uh, not only on the face, we use it on the neck and chest quite a lot. That would probably be the second commonest area. The backs of the hands, it works very well for removing the freckles and evening out the sun damage. But we've also done quite a, quite a lot of, you know, shoulders and arms and upper backs. And particularly with this IPL, because it's comfortable, it's fast to do. And that's one thing I didn't say. It's, it's somewhat quicker than my previous IPLs because the flash head fires a lot more quickly. Um, and so we can cover an area like an arm or, a, you know, um, an upper back uh, in a relatively you know, short period, half an hour or something like that uh, to do those kind of areas. So we get very good results with that as well. Okay. So And, and you mentioned freckles. So does that mean if someone wanted to get rid of their freckles, this is what they'd use in IPL? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, as I said, I will divide that into if there are just large individual freckles and there's only a few of them, then I'll usually use a, a Q-switch ruby laser or something like that to treat the individual lesions. But if we're just trying to even out someone's complexion, settle their pigment down, settle their redness, give them a bit of a plump and a glow, then um, IPL is my go-to treatment. And even though I've got half a dozen different lasers in this practice, I probably use my IPL, the Lumeca, um, as much as all the other lasers put together because most of my patients fit that bill of needing some pigment, some redness, some general rejuvenation without any downtime. Yep, I totally hear you. Uh, and so how long do you reckon the treatment would take then? So if someone was like fit, fitted your demographic and they're like, right, I just want a bit of a, you know, a bit yep. of a glow to my skin. I just need to kind of get rid of all the crap that's on it and just have a bit of a glow. Yep. I'm going to go and have a treatment. How long would it take roughly? Okay, we book 45 minutes for our IPL, so the treatment time's probably about half an hour, but we need to get the patient in and thoroughly clean their skin and get rid of any makeup or sunscreen residues. Then we prepare the skin by taping the hair out of the way, taping the eye, eye um, the eyebrows, then we apply a gel to the skin. Then the treatment time is usually about half an hour. With IPL in this practice, we do two passes. So we do a pass first at one direction, and then we come back and we do another pass over the whole area at 90 degrees from that. So we do two passes. Then at the end of that, of course, we've got to clean the skin back up, put some post-laser cream on, make sure the patient's comfortable, all of that. So we take we, we book 45 minutes, so the treatment time's half an hour. Okay. And actually on that um – because I saw that the other day, covering of the eyebrows. So, because the IPL can actually remove your hair as well, or is it from the, the tattoo? Like, why? Because why? I had my eyebrows Both covered. Of those the other Eyebrow so, tattoos are so common now. I mean, every every second patient I see has got eyebrow tattoos. Um, but certainly IPL can be used as a hair removal technology as well. It's not probably as good as a dedicated hair removal laser, but it certainly can still remove hair. But even if it didn't cause permanent hair removal, if you go too close to an eyebrow because it's you know, dark hair, you can burn, singe or burn a little chunk out of it, which is not a great thing to do at all. Um, and so I learned this very early on in my career many years ago. And so I always put um, basically white micropore tape over the eyebrows before I start. I also take the hairline away so that I don't, you know, underneath the gel and the, the goggles end up, you know, working my way too close to the hairline and, and causing some burning or singeing of the hair up there. So that's how we avoid that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that makes so much sense because <laughs> I was like, why have I got slightly. stuff on my eyebrows? And that's because obviously the same thing, it, um, the treatment that I was having could actually get rid of the hair as well. So, exactly, no, and especially tattoo, as you said with eyebrow tattoos, yeah. um, your dark pigment under the skin, IPL 101 is you do not go over any form of tattooing or anything like that because this is not like a tattoo removal laser firing very short pulses. This is a long-pulsed photothermal device. And if you go over a tattoo, you'll cause a significant burn of the skin. So. Yeah. Um, it's a very important thing, so yes. 
So tell me, like, how long do you reckon results would last if you're using like IPL compared to say something else? Like, is this yeah. like a once a year thing or? Yeah, you know? I would recommend that patients normally require, you know, as I say, anywhere from one to three treatments, but say two to three treatments to get them to where they want to be. And then I'd recommend a treatment at least once a year. Some people, depending on what we're treating, we might do a treatment every six months. Um, but there's been some long-term data with IPL and I, I've seen some long-term follow-ups of patients that have had, you know, a couple of IPLs a year going forward without any more significant laser treatment. Um, and, you know, after 10 years, their skins look better than they did prior to the treatment. Yeah. So um, it's not just that the IPL is burning off the pigment and settling the redness. There's a certain degree of a, a rejuvenation that happens in the skin because of the light. And so if you continue to do these things on a semi-regular basis, you get a long-term, you know, rejuvenation effect in the skin. Yeah, totally. I can relate to that because I reckon I look better now than I looked 10 years ago just because of all the stuff that I have. Not that I have like Absolutely. a heap of stuff done, but just because I do maintenance now, which I didn't do before. Absolutely. I'm forever telling people that, you know, one coat of paint doesn't renovate your house, but if you do regular maintenance over a course of 10 years or so, you'll have one of the best houses in the street. You know? So true, so true. And just, so just tell me, with, is there a better time of year to do this? Like, should you kind of stay away from it in summer because yeah. of the, you know, sun or, or it doesn't matter? I mean, we're a lot busier with IPLs in winter than we are in, in summer. Um, there's two elements to that. If someone is too tanned prior to the procedure, then they can't have the procedure because IPL is working on the selective absorption um, by the darker areas, the freckles, the pigment, uh, of the light over the background skin. And if the whole skin is brown, there'll be no selectivity and we'll just end up basically um, burning or treating the whole block of area under there. And that can re result in some pigmentation anomalies. And I've certainly seen people that have been left with striping on their chests yeah. and that type of thing oh, from being treated when they were too tanned. And then once you've had an IPL, you're not more sensitive to the sun than you were before. But if you go out and get a lot of sun, then the things you've been treating are more likely to come back quickly. So, um, yeah, so definitely depends on the person, but with our, you know, sunny climate and outdoor lifestyle, um, we do a lot more IPLs in winter and around the, the cooler months than we do in summer. Yeah, totally. And and the other thing is like, does it hurt? Have you, first of all, have you had it done? Yourself? Uh, yeah, I've had I've had lots of IPLs and I've had multiple machines. Uh, since I've had three IPL machines. This is my third. Um, this one is the most comfortable of any machine that I've had so far, um, and that's for several reasons. It's also it's got this optimized spectrum, so there's a lot less of the bulk heating in there than with previous machines, and that enables you to lose, use a lot less total power. So the first machine I had, my working range of energy was somewhere between 30 and 40 joules to get per square centimeter to get the effect. And that's a lot of just general bulk heating. And it was a very painful machine. The next machine I have, which I still got, it's part of a platform. My working range was somewhere between 18 and, and 25 joules. Um, and it was better. But this machine, most of my patients I treat between 12 and 16 joules. So there's, it, it's using a lot less bulk total energy to get the job done because most of that energy is in the selective visible light 500 to 600 nanometer spectrum and not so much of this wasted bulk heating. So because of that, it's a very comfortable machine. The other thing with this machine, it's got quite a small flash head. It's only one centimeter or three centimeters by one centimeter. 
um, but it fires that very quickly, up to once a second. So what that means is the amount of skin that's actually being treated with each pulse is actually quite small, um, only three square centimeters, but you can fire it very rapidly. So you can cover an area very, very quickly. Whereas the previous machine I had, the flash head area was five centimeters by one and a half. So seven and a half square centimeters, double what this one is, but it only fired every four or five seconds. So consequently, there was a big buildup and then a much bigger slap on the skin makes it much more intimidating for the patient, whereas this machine is burnt, 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 fires once a second with a smaller thing. So it makes it more comfortable and quicker to do. Yeah. So that's a great advantage of it as well. Yep, that, that's, um, that would be way more appealing to me. <laughs> yeah. No, the anticipation of, you know, a flash every five seconds, a big hit every five seconds is much worse. You know, totally. Get to, to, it's a Pavlovian thing. They're pulling away yeah. waiting for the next, next flash. So. I'm sure I've had it done once before. I'm sure someone... Um, yeah, did it to me once before, and I was like, "What?" And then someone said to me, "Why are you having that done? That's not your, you know, not the right skin type." Hence, oh, back exactly. to that same question: is you got to make sure that you go to someone who's properly qualified and knows how to treat who with what devices. Yeah. Hey, because and it has a range of devices because you know one one device doesn't treat everyone for every condition, and some people try and make their their laser do everything or their their device do everything. But to have you know different lasers for and different devices for different situations mm -hmm. is it's a great thing, I think, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, that's so true, so true. Oh, look, thank you so much. That's been so interesting today. I like um, it, it is one of those um, things, the IPL for me, because I've never had it or thought about it, but um, it's not been something that's always been on my radar, but definitely something for me to think about when um, friends are asking me in future now, look at their skin and I'll think, hmm, maybe IPL. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah, no, as I say, if it's complexion um, concerns that they have with pigmentation, redness, or just dullness of the skin, and they're not too dark skinned, as you say, then IPL is my go-to um, you know, rejuvenation treatment in this practice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Look, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. No problems. It's been my pleasure. Lovely. Thank you. And listeners, look, if you do, if you do want to go and see um, Dr. Williamson, you can see him at Skin Smart. And they are, where, whereabouts are you? We're in Balgala, just up the road from Manly. So oh, we're in the main, main road in Balgala, about five minutes from Manly. So in the, on the northern beaches. Oh, perfect. And, and um, check it out. You can look them up on the website. You can um, even send us an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. Uh, but just look them up at skinsmart.com.au. Yes, that's and us. Yeah. We're talking about the Lumera. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Williamson. Great. Thanks have, a lot. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.